Welcome to Chess Talk, episode 273. <coughs> One of these times I'll get an intro. That was an intro. Oh, I know. I'm cutting it. Don't cut that. No, your cough. Don't cut that. <laughs> I turned away. You want me in my true form? You haven't even reached your final form. Yes, I have. There, it's, it's all downhill from here. Well, it's the two of us. Hello. Uh, I am playing chess against a robot. We're here to talk about what's been going down. Uh, yeah. Uh, more of the haunting on Blind Manor. And I was probably going to talk about some TV shows. And I think that's it. Yep. Light episode. <laughs> Light. Yeah. In a sense. Uh, so how have you been? Stressed. I figure you want to talk about the election week. It's not an election <clears throat> night it's anymore. It's not even a week. It's like, it's going to be like two months because <laughs> reasons. Fraud. Fraud. No, that's bullshit. Did I say I'm playing chess? I'm playing chess against robot. You did say you were playing chess against I robot. upped the rank this time, so. You're going to lose real quick, son. I don't know. We'll see. I've been winning consistently, so I'm ready for a challenge. I've mm-hmm. watched the show. I know the tricks. Mm-hmm. Anyways, election. Yeah. I just want to clarify. There is no voter fraud. We are just kidding because it's funny. Republicans are really funny. It's funny in like a morbid way. Yeah. That's kind of how I've been describing it to like. 2020? Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> politics to like people that I agree with, obviously. So it's my own little echo chamber right oh, yeah. now. So you don't get angry. Yeah. But libertarians. I used to be a libertarian. I'll admit it. I feel like most freshman college kids say they're a libertarian. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. anyway, they're annoying in like a smug, selfish way. And Republicans are annoying in a really funny way. It's, they're just so like, it's I think, so frustrating because they're so delusionally wrong. Which would be funny if they didn't have... So contr- much power. Exactly. That's yeah. why it's like, I, I don't want to say it's funny right now. It's, it's funny in a like everything is burning mm, i'm fine everything is fine yeah. kind of way it's just what else can can they do what else can happen we don't ever really get political here yeah the politics i think or the election night is like the one exception because way back when i can't remember the exact episode but it was bet talk it was in the 70s that's when the 2016 election oh, wow. was happening and eddie bet that clinton would win and i said trump would win and eddie bought How... me a beer unfortunately wrong Eddie, Eddie was. was I know like I feel bad because I'm like the one time we talk about politics and that's the one person I'm like yeah he's probably gonna win and I'm like but I don't want that I'm just saying yeah. it's probably what's gonna happen and I'm like you didn't vote no I didn't so, so I'm just like do the listeners that I've listened since then do they think I'm a trumper I hope not because I'm not he's not he's not a bad person sorry and if you are a Trump supporter listening to us you can fuck off I'm sorry but I'm not no, we make a lot of pretty bad jokes, I think, uh, especially when Rob's here, I'm going to come out and say, but I don't think we're bad people. I think we toe the line. <laughs> bad person claims they're not a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we toe the line and maybe we get a little too edgy, but we are not Trump supporters and I want that to be known. Yeah. We very vehement, vehemently, vehemently, vehemently I know. oppose this I don't even want to call him a person. I think I would have had... It was never going to happen, but I think I would have, like, the tiniest ounce of respect if he actually conceded. Yeah. But it it wasn't ever going to happen. Well, not even respect, just like, okay. 
Like, wow, so you are somehow an adult. A person. Uh, adult. Adult. Not an adult human, just... No. It's mm-hmm. just... I just picture this giant orange dump of a man in a diaper. Have you seen that dumpy? He's thick bisexual icon. We're quoting you want to kiss all the men and the women. We're quoting Hassan now, just so. What's his full name? Hassan Piker. Well, I mean his Twitch Hassan name. Hassan B. Yeah, I'll link Hassan it. Abi. But he's a political guy that just He streams on Twitch like 24/7 essentially. Has, I think it's mostly because of there's just always something to talk about right now, so. Yeah. I think for been a while him a lot. he's been talking about politics because he used to be a, no, yeah, a reporter with the Young Turks. Yeah, I'm saying he's streaming 24-7 because of right now, Yeah, but he's always been a political yeah. talk person. Mm-hmm. He's playing Assassin's Creed right now. so Yeah, that's political. Yeah. So yeah, the election happened and it hasn't ended yet. <laughs> no, but it was the first time I ever voted. <laughs> Felt proud. Our state still went red, but hey, progress. Yeah. It was close. It was blue for a little bit. Was it? I think it was. I don't think it was. I think it was blue. Our for... county is blue. Well, yeah, but I think like our state was blue for like a second, mm-hmm. and then nope. Just like Ohio was blue for a little bit, and then nope. Mm-hmm. That's been... been the biggest discussion point in my life right now. I was gonna say, have you been doing anything else? Working. Um, I started a new book, but then politics got crazy, so that's all I've been really focused on. Yeah, which book is that? Uh, it's All Be Gone in the Dark. Mm-hmm. by michelle mcnamara it's a true crime novel about the golden state killer by the late michelle Ma- mcnamara it was finished by her husband pat oswalt and um one of the i believe detectives that worked on the case or at least assisted with her like research research yeah yeah because um, she passed away before she finished the book um, I think from a drug overdose, an accidental one. It was like, I think it was like sleeping pills or something. I'm oh, not sure. Yeah. She was ha- she had like anxiety and depression and it just, she, they really go into detail on the HBO documentary about her writing this book and it put her in a bad place. It really did put her in a bad place trying to find this guy. Like she would stay up all night. She would be constantly terrified because it's a really creepy fucking thing to devote your life to, but it's what she cared about, and she made all these victims feel, like, more important than him. Right. Which is something that I think true crime fucks up a lot, where they focus too much on, you know, BTK, Charles Manson, like, the person that did the terrible thing instead of, well, the people that survived it or the people that lost their lives to it. And so that's why I think she got really popular over the last 10, 15 years. Because she started with a blog on the internet about true crime and that's what got her the book deal essentially right yeah yeah um she started doing weird like finding these forums about true crime where people were like dedicated to solving the called erons but east area rapist original night stalker who became golden state killer as coined by her right yeah Um, but she found these weird like corners of the internet where people dedicated their lives to it and you know she tried <laughs> I mean, it's just Yeah, no, yeah, I get it. What ends up happening these days with these cases is I think they try those ancestry.com things. That's how they solved Golden State Killer. They had some DNA, they put it in one of those heritage ancestry websites and they found someone that was related to someone that had the same kind of like they moved from Northern California to Southern California at the same time. They found him. Yeah, so I started that book, but then, you know, the world's on fire. So, how about yours? 
I'm editing the episode right there. That's it's fine. just going to be a hard cut. With... That's fine. My <laughs> week's um, been fine. I still have not played Dark Souls, I think, since we last recorded. So I'm still not done with that, but I'm very close. Um, you said you have like one more DLC thing and then. One more DLC boss, and then I just have to watch the final cutscene, and then I'm done. Oh. And I can start playing Celeste. Yeah, like depending on how long the boss takes me, which maybe an hour, maybe two. Um, I don't think it'll take that long, but maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'm done with the game. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've been watching shows more. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I can't watch a show and play Dark Souls. That's why I haven't been. Mm-hmm. Because uh, aside from reading still, which I'm at the end of the year, I am going to tally up how many like pages all of my books were and stuff. Just because mm-hmm. I'm curious to know how i did you read a lot definitely over 10 mm-hmm. proud of you but i watched marcella season one and two there are only two seasons right three. Oh, i'm not gonna watch the third one. Oh, it gets odd uh i think i'm gonna lose in chess get fucked yeah Does i just get bad <laughs> it's it's hard to say because it's like season two just kind of like starts off pretty whack and then it just it just the character choices that they make and stuff and Mm -hmm. like there's like a four month gap between season one and season two Mm -hmm. um in universe and it's just like i can't really get go into it without spoiling like the character relationships and things like that but it's just like these crazy like 90 degree or 180 degree Mm -hmm. choices that they make and it's just like when they solve the big killer of the season it's it's abatha christie agatha christie mm-hmm. the like mystery writer mm-hmm. she would be rolling in her grave because it's like none of the mystery rules are followed whatsoever okay about rules of fair play exactly like yeah. I, there's no way you could guess who it is like it's yeah. just it's just ridiculous and like they have clues and stuff that they mm-hmm. just totally drop and mm-hmm. just it's that's what i really like about Broadchurch. It followed those rules very closely. I was like, it dropped a bunch <clears throat> of rules and shit. It followed the rules. Because you, the biggest thing about mystery that makes it fun to me is... Figuring it out. Trying to figure it out with the lead character. And like, right. it takes a very cr- skillful writer to be able to follow those rules where you can try to figure it out and still have a satisfying twist of an ending. I lost. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean... Think you have to be able to do both or else you're just phoning it in and i think they do that in the first season at least Mm -hmm. like there is enough evidence and they do kind of introduce like where the show is going as far as like who the bad guy is towards the end not like the final episode and like the biggest i guess MacGuffin. not really it's more just like an ongoing thing for the character is marcella has blackouts and so mm-hmm. she can't remember things. And, like, she usually wakes up in compromising posi- positions. Um, that sounds rapey. No, it's more, like, violent. Oh. <laughs> like, I mean, rape is violent. Yeah, but she's usually the... The one being violent? The aggressor, That's yes. That's weird. Yeah. No, there's never anything like okay. that in the show. Uh, okay. Nothing with Marcella like that in the show. Okay, I don't put it on my do not watch list. <laughs> I would say probably check out the first season. Okay. That's definitely, like I said, it's a little more like straightforward mm-hmm. with what's going on. Um, but yeah, and I heard season three, like it just gets even worse with the characters. And like, so I'm just like, eh, like season two ends on such a weird, it just, 
like the final scene or two of season two i'm just like why Mm -hmm. why did they do this and even the comments that like people are trying to figure out like what was the point of this Mm -hmm. it just sounds like sherlock to me maybe sure i don't know just pointless and bad writing yeah it's bad writing like it seems like they think there's a point it's just mm-hmm. not upfront to me yeah so marcella meh meh okay what else did you watch watch queen's gambit mm-hmm. finished that in like two days essentially mm-hmm. it's only seven episodes mm-hmm. uh it's good um like i was telling you it's not amazing but mm-hmm. i did enjoy it as someone that i'm not like a professional <laughs> chess player or something but you mm-hmm. know i've played it pretty consistently for however long this podcast is five years Mm -hmm. six years almost Mm -hmm. and it's not like a real story Mm -hmm. but it is like loosely based on like Mm -hmm. real people and real events that do happen in the chess community so it's cool to see them be recreated and to hear like the chess theory and like opening moves and things like that like it's i don't know it's interesting for me and aside from that like there are some pretty neat shots like during some tournaments they do some cool like montages Mm -hmm. of like her battling different people and like how the different moves and there are a couple scenes throughout the entire show where she plays like six people at the same time just like going from one board to the next and stuff and so they they do a good job with making the show visually interesting i would say and there is definitely a like psychedelic aspect of it oh yeah you mentioned yeah because she's grows up in an orphanage where she's fed tranquilizers Mm -hmm. every day and she gets addicted to it so it's fucked up yeah no (laughs) the state bans them from doing it and she just loses her mind and tries to get more so that's in the first episode um but it's fun i would say she there's definitely some stupid cliches of it because oh my god attractive young girl really good at chess which is all young boys so of course everyone falls in love like Mm -hmm. literally one episode a character is like gonna like mentor her and stuff or whatever and like as they're like about to leave and like go back to like his city to like train he's like all right let's get one thing clear no sex like i don't want sex from you and then of course like before the episode's over they have sex (laughs) so it does do like stupid (laughs) things like that yeah yeah it's it's usually like her initiating it though and like Mm -hmm. she's the one that's like because I read about the book, like one of its themes is feminism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I don't really know. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> yeah. No, I just don't I... know how to like properly say like that is a core crux of the show and the book because you have this one really good girl, female woman in a male dominated. Girl, female woman. <laughs> she starts as a girl. Starts as a girl like that is a prodigy at chess. So. I won't take back what I said. This is funny. Okay. And then, so you finished that. I would give it a seven. Okay. Six Better and a half, than seven. Marcella? Oh, God, yeah. Okay. Because it's only seven episodes. There was a cohesive story. Mm-hmm. Not really many plot holes. And it ended, and I'm like, great. Goodbye. Yep. You're done. Okay. And then, what'd you start today? Uh, Ozark. Yes. Finally. Mm-hmm. You rolled your eyes. You've been harping. I haven't been harping. <laughs> I know. This is one of those things where I said you probably would like it because it reminds me of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, storyline and it's kind of slow, but has its like moments of humor and like just 
dread terror yeah so it, i feel like it's very similar um i still think breaking bad is better but i really do like ozark so i want to know what you think so far you're not too far into it yet though i'm only like 10 minutes into episode three and it's fine yep i think season one is slow and then yeah, ramps yeah. up and gets like okay um i don't remember a lot of season two season three ups and downs and then ends crazy <laughs> so because yeah, i've had some stuff spoiled because like you've <clears throat> talked to me about it before because you I, kept telling me you weren't gonna watch i it. wasn't ever sure and then yeah. like i would watch a scene or two with you and mm-hmm. then go about my business so like spoilers for the show like i know that the fbi agent dies i know ruth's uh uncle boy dies and things like that mm-hmm. and like when and the pilot when bruce is introduced i'm like oh yeah he dies from the cartel and that's what starts the show yeah <laughs> But I'm like, it. so far it hasn't taken away any sort of impact because mm-hmm. I still don't know, like, how they got from A to B. Yeah. And I think that's part of the fun of the show. Not fun, but it's part of the quality. I know that the lounge lady, she dies. I want to say the FBI person, cat, blue cat lounge, the owner. I don't think she dies. Oh, I'm but she, she's it. gone. She goes yeah, away. Yeah, she just isn't in the third season for some reason. Right. She's I, not dead, though. I know that Ruth takes over the strip club eventually. She's the manager. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I know these, like, mm-hmm. big points. Mm-hmm. And I want to say the people that sold him, like, the fish gear and stuff in the second episode, they become, like, big characters. Fish gear? Like, he goes, like, a fishing role, fishing pole role. <laughs> wow. Who They sell Marty a fishing pole? Mm-hmm. I don't remember this at all. It's two older white people, and, like, don't they become, like, major drug dealer players? I don't remember. Who who becomes, like, the major... Aren't they dealing, like, heroin or something in the second or third season? And they become, like, competitors with Marty and the cartel? Oh, they're not, like, dealers. They're... Don't they have, like, a farm or something? Yeah, the... What are their names? I don't know. They weren't introduced in... (laughs) <laughs> the they one sold scene him fishing gear i i don't think it's the same people but i was just like hey it's older white people that looks like the people that i mean they're in the fucking ozarks like right everyone there is older white people but they were like older the snells why don't you remember because uh, i haven't watched the show in months wow that's great i looked up ozark snells what's the first thing that comes after that i don't know death <laughs> I doesn't tell you anything. No, I know. Because I knew that they did die eventually. But so, like, if you were just looking into the show, mm-hmm. yeah, that is not them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I think they're not introduced for, like, half the season. Yeah. They're fucking... One of the pictures in Google Images, I think, is the husband dying. Spoilers. <laughs> Don't Google that shit. But it's like, I'm not... It takes away from, like, I know. the impact of it when you know, like, that kind of shit happens. Because I was going to say, the way you don't... You won't expect it when it happens. Yeah, I know. And it, I wasn't, I literally was just looking up their name. Like, I wasn't yeah. looking up anything. You're just behind, so I understand spoilers are bound to happen. Yeah, I don't just give don't a shit. don't go seeking it out. You're getting more upset than me. Because <laughs> it's those moments where when he dies, it feels like it's out, not out of nowhere. They made him feel, like, invincible. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, holy shit, they did that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's crazy. There are crazy moments. It's like, it reminds me so much of Breaking Bad because it's just like, it feels like it's just slugging along, but you're like watching these really interesting characters interact with each other in this very like carefully built world. 
and then like weird fucked up shit happens but they seem like such normal people like it's fucking jason bateman and laura linney who are just the epitome of i mean we're normal people we're introduced to laura linney's character by her giving a blow job in a motel to some other guy like yeah as soon as that started i was like i'm pretty sure that's his wife and like i never had that spoiled for me it's just i know what laura lenny looks like and yeah like, she's going down on some old dude and we're seeing his butt yeah yeah i would say like what you're talking about with like the craziness like of the show like in the pilot like i didn't expect the cartel to throw him off the roof mm-hmm. <laughs> like him splat in front of jason bateman like that was crazy yeah there's weird shit that happens can't wait mm-hmm I just want my little ramen head to getting start getting more scenes. I love Ruth. Yeah. Love Ruth. Does she become more important by the end of season one or just like season two is when she starts getting a lot of screen season time? Season one. Oh, okay. She's very important. Okay. Yeah. Like the point of the show is Marty and his family and then Ruth. The birds and Ruth. Yeah. The birds and the ramen. Yeah. She's very important. Yeah. So she she gets a lot of a lot of good scenes. You better with all those Emmys she's got. That's why she's getting the Emmys. Yeah. She's fantastic. I don't remember her last name. Is it Judy something, right? First name Judy? No, I'm talking about the character's last name. Oh, Langmore. Langmore. That's yeah. right. It's uh, Julia Garner. Julia. My Google is on it because I Google Ruth. And the first thing that shows up is Ruth Gator Ginsburg and then mm-hmm. Ruth Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> Brahmin head Ruth. Not Ruth Langmore, just Ruth Ozark. She's a year older than me. Mm-hmm. So a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. What's the band? Oh, Foster the People. That's right. Mm-hmm. It says right there. Mark Foster is her husband. I think they're married. I hate that his last name is Foster. I don't like Foster the People. So. I just thought Foster the People was just a random name, not like, oh, it's my last name. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, I'm excited you're watching Ozark. I think more people should. It's a good show. Was it like, is it been up for cancellation or something? Not that I've heard. I just, yeah. I don't see many people talk about it. Yeah. I have I, to go seek it out. Yeah, which is kind of standard. Who are you going to go see and talk about with it right now, huh? Who are you going and talking to? I'm not going to see anyone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But it's like when Breaking Bad was airing, you always see people talking about it. Not until season five. Whatever. When Game of, Game of Thrones... <laughs> Game of Thrones was airing. Everyone was fucking talking about it. And again, that wasn't until season three, I think, at the earliest. No one liked season one. I mean... I like season one. Of course, some people are going to say that, like, that shit was boring. I liked it. In retrospect, I really liked season one. In retrospect, I'm saying when it was airing. Yeah, I didn't start watching until season three. I would say not until the Battle of season two. Battle of the Black Marsh or something? Blackwater. Blackwater. Like, from then on, I think, is when people started openly talking and caring about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So all, the, all four seasons were great. All four seasons of Game of Thrones were amazing. There's no more seasons. Don't... Getting too meme for me. There's I hate, no more seasons. I hate this dead horse. Same thing with... Uh, Scrubs. Scrubs, Avatar the movie, and... I've never seen it. Yeah, the Dragon Ball movie, and... I didn't know that was a thing. Uh-huh. Anyway... Ozark, good, with an asterisk. All right. I guess I I'll stop watching it. Bro- no, we already talked about this. I don't like that they just didn't mention the Blue Cat Lounge lady. Did something happen with the actress? I don't think so. 
She just wasn't in the third season. Like, there were other things going on in the show where the lounge wasn't important really anymore. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, they just forgot about her, it felt like. So that's the asterisk. That's the one thing that I'm like, why? Do people on Reddit, like, talk about that? and try? I and... think I saw it a couple times. Like, what, why haven't they talked about this? Yeah. But the rest of the season was very good and entertaining and interesting where it was like, okay, it you makes can... sense. There's other stuff going on. Yeah. But... I feel like they should have at four. least maybe season four. They should have at least addressed what happened. No. Yeah. Anyway. You ready to talk about the haunting, the spooky? Yeah. The typical spooky November yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, we're behind. Uh, episodes three, nope, four through six. Yes, I was right. <laughs> I knew they were lesbians. Mm-hmm. I I am happy for them, but I am so glad I'm right. <laughs> But they're off to such a rocky relationship. It's just this thing, like, girls are so, like, scared to be vulnerable. And they both have hard pasts. And especially when you're, like, a lesbian in the 80s, I think. It's like, they gotta be very guarded. So I think Jamie, who seems a lot more open about it, is trying to protect herself from... Danny, who is clearly a very damaged person mm-hmm. who's hiding a part of herself and not like fully accepted this part of her. And Jamie's like, I don't have time for that. Like, I really care about you, but like, I don't want to get hurt. So, like, fuck you if you do that. Right. And she has a very strong personality herself. Right. I blame the time period they're in, but I called it from episode two. Something like that. Whenever Danny had that fucking breakdown and Jamie was out there comforting her, it was like, oh, they they gun smash. They gun smash. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> I basically said that. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Change my mind. Uh, super tangent. But I was looking at Raul Coley. Yes. Um, just seeing what he's in. He's going to be in a new show called Midnight Mass. Yeah, he's been tweeting about that. I don't know what it is, though. It's creator, Mike Flanagan. Same guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Creepy. Yeah. I don't know. That seems interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah. I'm sure, like, it's in pre-production now, so I'm like, it's probably not coming out until, like, 22. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they haven't shot that. No, we got time. But this show. This show. Well, because uh, Raul Coley, I did want to mention, like, I think he's doing a great job. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know he could act. I've only seen him on Funhouse, exactly. and he was just kind of like a shitlord, just like the rest of them. Yeah. So I was like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. I zombie, fuck I zombie. It got canceled. Supergirl. He was in Supergirl. Didn't that get canceled after like half an episode? You're way wrong. I think that's still airing. <laughs> I was kind of kidding. Yeah. That... I heard it's really bad. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it got canceled. Still airing. That's stupid. Anyway, and 126 that's a episodes. Stupid girl. Anyway, how many seasons does Firefly have? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Deserves a million. This one has six seasons. It's bullshit. I hate fucking everything. Anyway, I was impressed with him in episode five, I believe. The Mrs. Gross episode. Yes, the one about Hannah. That was great. This show's like. It's now that we're further into it, it's like it's just it's still not scary, but it's just becoming more and more unsettling. Yeah. Like with these weird like memory traps that keep happening mm-hmm. and Hannah's reveal, which 
I knew she was dead. Yeah. She's we both knew she was dead. Dead. But how she died was, oh, so yeah. sad. And like literally as Danny showed up. She was dead. Right. Yeah. I think they told that story well, um, even but, though it was predictable. But we were talking about Raul and like his acting and like <laughs> it was those scenes with like the interview and stuff and just, I don't know, the way he's able to like snap in and out of the memory and him being kind of like mm-hmm. ominous and creepy or yelling and just it was mm-hmm. very very interesting to watch yeah that was definitely a standout scene but specifically that one where it snapped from the interview to him recognizing this was in her head to being her yelling at miles mm-hmm. like, that was well done yeah. on his acting and on the directing and editing great great job yeah. I don't know if I love the pacing of the show because I feel like they're giving each character like a dedicated episode, which is very similar to um, the first season, but it feels a little discombobulated this time around. I would say it's not doing that. And if anything, it's giving people like two characters an episode. And that's mm-hmm. why it seems kind of all over the place because I feel yeah. like this the last episode was both about Henry and Jamie. Because we had the Jamie monologue, the super cliche, human bad, plants so good. Um, <laughs> plants li- are better than people. I like her character, but I like... I do too. I just don't like that's the writing f- of that scene. Fucking, you're better than that. Yeah. So it's like we got to see her and Danny kind of like figuring each other out. And mm-hmm. at the same time, Henry and his alter ego and yeah. the demise of the Wingraves. Yeah. I very much like that full aspect of it, of him and seeing you know his affair and how it unfolded to the end i thought all of that was great and i'm not trying to be i'm not homophobic i just i didn't care about their scenes in that episode i just i feel like it just i just wanted to go back to watching him like battling with himself and his memories of the woman he loved dying and losing his brother as well and just oh I thought that whole storyline was great. Your pro affairs is what I'm hearing. No. (laughs) I would have liked to have seen the next episode be a very Danny Jamie centered one. I don't want that. I want the show with the characters in it. I'm done with the introductions, I think. Yeah. I think their past introductions are showing like backstory. That's the same thing. You're getting the character lore and it's like, I get it. I just feel like this story is only taking place over the matter of like two days and then going back in time and it's not as exciting right i think the first season was able to accomplish you know the other show it's the first season of an anthology show it's not even named the same thing different shows it was able to accomplish a lot of story from point a forward while also incorporating like what happened before the alphabet but this it's just like if they're gonna go back in time this much why didn't they just tell the story from start to finish like it feels like nothing is happening in the present and i don't i just don't know the point right because it's like we're getting little droplets of new stuff Mm -hmm. and it's interesting but Mm -hmm. it's like they have to give us so much like backstory before they can keep going and Mm -hmm. If it was a little more balanced, I could see it, but it just feels like two things happen, two very small things happen in present day, and then 
here's 20 minutes of backstory. Right, because it. it's like you like the Henry story, but like all of that was backstory. A lot like, of it was, yeah. None of that is really like, I mean, all the present stuff mm-hmm. is him in his office. So like how much really interesting stuff happens in yeah. the present. Yeah. So I just feel like they're trying to tell a backward story, which, you know, I think they're telling a good story, just not in a way that's structured how I would like it. Yeah. Well, if that makes sense. Uh, just on IMDb, the top rated episode is the Hannah episode. So it was a good episode. Yeah, definitely a favorite. Yeah. I want to say does it have a lower overall rating than haunting probably yeah i don't even need to look to know that's probably the case i just think the haunting of hill house was such a novel idea with yeah. such a all-star cast even of like nobody yeah it was like yeah, I, I just don't... i mean like their performance just it was so yeah. they all deserve to be stars because of what they created that first time around and it's really hard to top it. So I understand, like, my lukewarm feelings towards this one. Like, it's still not a bad show. It's just they were never going to accomplish what they did yeah. that and first I'm, time around. It was just, like, lightning in a bottle. The first uh, show uh, overall is 8.6, mm-hmm. and this has a 7.4. So it's not like a yeah. steep drop-off. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's just not what I expected. And not the story structure that is more consumable. It's the the issue with like artists and things. You have your entire life to make your first album and then two years to make your second album. And so many bands flop with their second and yeah. it's not unheard of with TV because it's a very similar thing. You yeah. can spend years practicing the story mm-hmm. and getting the pilot squared and ready away. And as soon as you do, you're like... All right, do it in a fraction of the time. Make sure it's just as good yeah. or you're done forever. Yeah. And I think I mentioned it last time. I want to know how much of it is because of the source material versus their own choices. Yeah. Because there's don't know. no way. Because the, the turn of the screw is what, five or six pages? I don't know. I think yeah. it's pretty short. Yeah. So I think it was a short story. Like you're dedicating mm-hmm. an episode a page if you're going strictly at the source material. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure over half of this show is them interjecting it whereas i think with uh, mm-hmm. the first one they could there was enough like lore and other mm-hmm. materials to draw from because it was based all on the which haunted house the haunting of hill house basically yeah which is it's been adapted like multiple times yeah. though I, my first introduction to it was a late 90s early 2000s movie called the haunting yeah mm-hmm. which was pretty bad I think it had Catherine Zeta-Jones and Renee Zellweger in it. And it was just terrible. But it was like a family movie night movie when I was like seven. So great Perfect. choices, parents. Yeah. It was like creepy, but it was a bad movie. I wonder if Turn of the Screw has ever been adapted. Probably, yeah. But Hunting of Hill House, if that's the name of the book, is a book by Shirley Jackson, who's like a really like acclaimed horror writer. Um. Yeah, so it's been... Uh, it's been adapted several times. It was a Broadway play, 1950. It was an opera. Mm-hmm. It was a film, The Innocence. Never heard of it. Yeah, 1961. Yeah. And then it did get a 2020 film. It did? Yeah. The Turning. That came out? Yeah. I have never heard of that. Yeah. Oh, it came out January, so. Weird. Made a profit. That's good. Plot, Miss Jessel, the live-in tutor at the Fairchild Estate, 
flees the house in a panic, but is attacked by a ragged man. Kate Mandel, that's a different person. Yeah, they're all called Fairchilds. Mm-hmm. Is that what the original name is? I don't know. I've never read Turn of the Screw. A lot of times in short stories, they don't tell people names. Yeah. I mean, it's still Mrs. Gross. Yeah. But it's just Flora and Miles. I don't mm-hmm. want to read too far. Yeah. I don't want to I have heard that the ending is different than the story. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not too surprised because I'm sure it's more modern of an ending, whereas like the ending of Turn of the Screw when it came out may have been shocking and unheard of, but like mm-hmm. we'd be like, that's it. Yeah. If I remember the ending of Turn of the Screw based on just looking into it before, I think it was pretty shocking for the time. Yeah. But today it might just be like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> like <laughs> it's pretty shocking. Yeah. Who knows? But I think it's different. I think I heard it was different. Okay. I don't want to know. I'm not saying. I don't know how this one ends, but I heard it was different than the story. So going into the final three episodes of it, are you excited? Kind yeah, of I'm like excited. Okay. I still enjoy the characters, the performances. I want to know, like, is Danny going to realize that Mrs. Gross is dead? Like, she seems to be disappearing more frequently. So maybe she's fading out as a ghost. Um I want to know why she can suddenly see the ghosts of Mrs. Jessel and Peter Quint. I want to say it's like a choice. Like the ghosts are choosing... To appear. To who they want. Yeah. I think it's very clear that Peter and Rebecca are like possessing the children. Yeah. For what purpose, who knows. But I want to know who this faceless lady and that child are. Because that hasn't been addressed. And I want to know how they're going to explain this lore in three episodes. Ghosts. Yeah. Just the ghosts existed at this house before these fucking crazy people did. Maybe. It's possible. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it was real satisfying to watch Peter Quint die off screen. It was just so creepy, though. It was really creepy. So it's like I couldn't be satisfied and I was just like, no. He was just such a douchebag. Yeah, but. No but with me. Like. He yelled at her for trying batter. Fuck him. Sorry. So he deserves to be. There's more than that. Murdered. But like he's clearly and... an asshole. But it's who like. He was trying to steal and did steal from Henry Wingrave. But it's, I think it's just such a harsh condemnation of. You he's are not now. real. The, the idea is what matters. That's all I'm saying. The morality is still true, even if it's a TV show. No. You're on a slippery slope. Fuck off. Brantley. Fuck you. I'm on to you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I am looking forward to the rest of the show um, to see how they explain things. And I still like, I feel like it's going to be incomplete just because I feel like a lot of these really intense, long backstories for each character is never going to get fully developed. And the intense backstory of this house is clearly not going to get fully explored and developed. Like, maybe they'll try, but I don't think three episodes is enough to explain these faceless people that exist. And what, like, we haven't seen the Plague Doctor in, like, four episodes, I feel. So what's the point of that thing? I think they can do it. I'm not too worried about that part of it. I hope so. Because, I mean, they really haven't spent any time on it. So if they spend any sort of time, like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it'll be that much to explain. Yeah. That's all. Okay. 
do you think the last three episodes are kind of going to be back to back to back as present like because at the end of the last episode danny sees rebecca and peter like there's not just gonna be like a gap of time i think between each episode where she's just okay being there anymore after seeing these dead people like i feel like it's just gonna be like cliffhanger after cliffhanger after cliffhanger picking up after each other because if i was her and there was a moment of they seem to be gone the kids seem to be normal it's we're getting the fuck out of here and like that's it that's the show (laughs) so i feel like it's just gonna be like all over the same night for the next three episodes yeah i don't know i think it's hard to judge because i could easily see her getting out and like the show existing even if she's not staying at the manor Mm -hmm. so i don't know I, I, I think it's too specific of a thing to call and to that's, assume. That's what I'm calling. That's my bet. Okay. <laughs> I was right last time. Yeah. Oh. Lesbians and cliffhangers. That's your niche. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. Uh, okay. I think we're good. Granted enough. We will be back next week to finish off the show. Uh, maybe talk about a movie. Maybe see if we have a president. And uh, <laughs> go from there keep our fingers crossed as much as we can Mm -hmm. and uh thanks for listening if you are please go tell your friends tell your dogs pet your dog for us yeah i guess uh if you have anything you want us to watch just let us know and we will be back next week bye bye